Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires, a podcast created to... Oh, oh no. <laughs> a podcast created to inspire... Uh, community, connection, empowerment, encourage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, dreaming big, living bravely, and celebrating life fully. I'm Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> you would think we would have that memorized. And we do, and then I get nervous. Well, I'm just really I get nervous. nervous. As an actress, that is <laughs> insulting. Like, that I cannot remember those words i mean i've had to memorize scripts i have memorized every song that i think back of my childhood i know all the words to still yes. i mean yes i know one I, day I, I told Jane and marie i said i've got this i'll do it yeah she said that and then i did not <laughs> and then she did not but that's okay because we did it together we did it together which is even better makes yes. it even better well, and hey, that's everybody. how we do things huh how we do life together is better we're back when are our podcasts coming out we don't know we just roll them out when we roll (laughs) i was thinking about that earlier i was like i i I don't know when we last podcast i don't either and i don't know when the next one will be you know i like it better this way i'm not sure if y'all like it better it works for us it works for us i thought the same thing about my monthly newsletter oh yes because there's a lot in the world that tells us we have to do things on a schedule. On a certain time, on a certain day, doing like being consistent, which there is a time and a place for that. I fully agree. And I just think we can be a little more easy on ourselves. Well, we both feel that way in, yes. intensely about a variety of things. Is I completely agree. And my, I don't like to be controlled. So I don't want to have something hanging over me. Like, yes. it's Tuesday, you need to be doing this, or, or what not. Yes, that we need to go podcast, or yes. we need to do something. I know. I just um, I just finished my Slow Flow teacher training, y'all, my tell, first weekend. Tell them about it. And you, said, you mentioned your newsletter. Now, t- tell them what it is. So I know. Can... Well, so for my um, my monthly newsletter for Haley Rose, and just share with y'all all my updates and all my things. I write like a monthly, and then just a little love note to y'all, a little blog, a little what's, you know, Very what my good. feels are, what my feels are each month. And I send it out to my mailing list, my email list. If you're not on it, you can get on it on my website, HaleyRose.com. Get on it. And um, and I told, well, I told them at the end of the training, maybe at the beginning, but I gave them all my contact information. I said, y'all, I'm available to you. You can reach out to me, connect with me throughout this training and beyond. And I told them I might not respond to them right away because I am creating a new way. Yes. I am no longer going to be glued to my email, glued to my phone. Oh, that is so encouraging to hear. And you know what else I really appreciate you for? Because that is true. You've done that. I also want to appreciate appreciate you for not having your schedule maxed out. That's right. Four classes a week, y'all live. That's, meetings that's what I got upon for you. meetings. No. Phone calls. No. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm trying to create a new way. And I do know that that is going to create some friction and some tension for some people that I work with. And that's okay. And if it's too much for them, then they don't have to work for me. Then I'm, I'm not a right fit for them. But I just... I, I I have been a part of that culture, a part of our society, a part of corporate America, a part of the, we respond in 12 to 24 hours type thing. And I'm just not here for it anymore, y'all. Dang. 
goodness. <laughs> Bravo. I'm trying. Trying. That doesn't mean I'm always perfect. No, you're doing it. Yet I'm trying to be that way, to do that, to really give myself, um, to really, uh, well, to be the example of what I want to create out in the world for, for other women, uh, for our communities of women, and for the world, where it, it can be a slower paced life and still be successful, still be valuable. Absolutely. So that's what we're up to over here. Very good. Very. <laughs> so we're very not on the schedule, y'all. We're we're free birds over here. Well, I'm well, kind of a, I'm kind of on a schedule. Wait, that's not fully true. <laughs> that is not fully true. Oh my god, we are. That is so true. And we're talking about Gina Marie today, y'all. But that we're is hilarious because you have got to tell them about what I posted the other day too about my my Sunday life. Oh my god, cracking me up. <laughs> Which it was, I was literally in a robe, drinking red wine and resting. Yes. And my friend Melissa took a screenshot of Haley and said, tell her she better do this now. (laughs) Melissa has a nine-month-old son. And um, so we both got a real nice giggle about that. And um, yeah, so we're talking about my motherhood journey and oh my gosh, I mean, where do you even begin? Because talk about a schedule. Talk about being on somebody else's schedule. Oh yeah. All day, every day. Absolutely. I'm on the schedule right now. I'm on the clock right now. Yes. Because Hayes is taking his nap. So that means I have till 3.45. So I think I have 30 more minutes. <laughs> So that is, I mean, it is down to the minute. For those of you that have children, you know what I'm talking about. For those mm-hmm. of you that don't have children, live your life. Live, <laughs> live your, your life. life. Travel, sit outside in a robe, <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Um, we haven't told y'all, Gina Marie hasn't shared... I mean, Hayes is 10 months old Hayes is 10 months old. And we haven't shared with y'all all all that's happened in Gina Marie's life since this sweet angel firecracker baby came into the world. Oh my God. And he's such an angel. He's such a firecracker. Those two together. He is a force and he keeps me on my toes and he has really called me into being the best version of myself all day, every day. Okay. Where do I begin? Well, we got pregnant with Hayes and um, we were thinking that we were going to be trying to get pregnant in the next few months and and then Hayes just made his way. Hayes made his way and what was so funny about it is that Hayes made his way when we thought we were being extremely careful (laughs) and cautious and that is the, that's truly like his personality is he's just gonna, he's going to to make it through and um, show up and um, really rock everyone around him, <laughs> <laughs> including us. So he came to be, my pregnancy was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I... Which we are still in, okay? Which we are still we are, in. That <laughs> is still happening around but us. But it was in the beginning of the pandemic when yes. we were in lockdown. So that was interesting in a variety of ways. I think it was really good for me because it caused me to slow down. And then it was also really challenging because this was this huge moment in my life. And I really had to experience it alone. So that was very interesting. Um, And my pregnancy in the beginning was brutal. 
Yeah. And, you know, I just want to pause on that for a minute, Gina Marie, because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like having these big milestone moments in life during the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. where it probably felt very lonely. Yes. And or isolating and or separate from. And I remember that we... You know, we celebrated Gina Marie as best we could during that time. And we had a great little baby shower for her and she did a lot of little things and you did a great job to make sure that you still had some of those moments for yourself. But I'll never forget when Gina Marie was pregnant, one of the things you told me that I hadn't thought about like missing out on was like other people seeing you and seeing your belly and celebrating you. Yes. And she said one of the highlights of her week was when the sweet cleaning ladies would come over. Absolutely. Because they're like, oh, angels. you're getting so much bigger. Because, you know, they would see you every, yeah. like, every couple of weeks and, yes. and celebrate her and really acknowledge her. Yes. And I just remember, like, I just didn't realize that. And I think that was such a part of that time last year that was mm-hmm. really hard was, like, yes not getting that interaction with other people and those chance moments, chance meetings, yes. little, little moments of connection and celebration. Absolutely. Yes. It was brutal because it felt like my, it almost felt like parts of my pregnancy were robbed from me. And, um, and then it was also brutal because I was so sick. Mm-hmm. I was so sick. I had severe morning sickness. I had to be put on medicine because my first, um, my first few weeks of my, into my first trimester, I would say even beyond that too, I started, I was losing weight. So I was doing the opposite of what I was supposed to be doing because I was just so sick. And, um, so that was really something I remember I mean I was on this couch we're at my house on my couch I was on this couch all day every day Mm -hmm. just laying here watching the handmaid's tale (laughs) what a journey to be on on my own journey on this couch with the handmaids that is for another another day another conversation but wow what a show and um and then my second trimester I started feeling better and I was able to be up and around, but yet I couldn't go anywhere. So that was a really interesting experience. It's like, because second trimester is really when you start to show. And so I wanted to be seen. Y'all know me. I absolutely want to be seen. <laughs> so, um, so there was a lot of pictures that I would post and videos um, just for myself to feel excited about being pregnant. And I was so excited to be pregnant. I was so excited. And... Um, and then my third trimester was, I'm saying it as if it went by so quickly and it did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like at the time it felt like it was never ending. But I, my third trimester was the heat of summer, Houston summer. Mm-hmm. And thinking that I was going to die outside from, <laughs> from the heat. Cause I was, I would make sure that I would go on my walks. Cause that was the only time of day I could be out and about. Um, and then went to an appointment and thought it was just a checkup. How many weeks were you at this point? I was 39, 39 weeks. Jamie helped me figure that out because I thought I was 40 weeks, but I wasn't. So I was 39 weeks, went to an appointment. We're in the ultrasound room. They're measuring Hayes's tummy from the ultrasound over and over again. Like, I'm not kidding you probably a hundred times. So the technician steps out and all of a sudden 
this doctor comes in and he's measuring it another hundred times and we find out later he like he's the person who created this measurement system for all babies at women's hospital that are getting the ultrasound wow that's fascinating i know wild and um and I can tell just from their energy that something is not right. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking over, you know, Rob and I have our masks on. We're like, our eyes are just ginormous. <laughs> and they said, okay, we're going to send you up to your doctor. And he's going to talk to you about what we have found here. But we think nothing of it. So Rob leaves. Or we're like, okay, it's probably, I mean, it didn't seem like it was good. But it also didn't seem that bad because... I'm just walking away. I'm walking up to the appointment. Rob leaves. I get in to the room, and my favorite nurse, Nancy, she's there, and she shuts the door behind her, and she was like, did they tell you anything downstairs? And I said, "Um, no, but I don't think that something seems to be going on. She's like, something's going on. You're going to have this baby immediately today. Dr. Golette's going to come back in here, and he's going to tell you the options, but um, where's your husband? I said, well, we... We thought he should just go home. No one said anything. He said, you better call him right now and you better have him pack the bag. Well, I had packed most of the bag, but of course there was a few things I hadn't put in there. So Rob, I call him, he's in a tizzy. He's all over the place. <laughs> Dr. Gallette finally comes in and he's like, Jean Marie, come into my office. Now keep in mind that my OBGYN had been my dog. He delivered me, okay? So he has been with me from the beginning literally day one <laughs> literally so he takes me in the room and he's like Hayes is not growing in the I don't know six weeks five weeks that we last saw you he hasn't grown at all we're very concerned that he that your placenta isn't feeding him that it stopped working and that therefore he's not able to grow and he's not being nourished he said so you have two options we can go across the street and I can check you into labor and you can go through birth as we had planned a vaginal birth or we can go over there it'll take max three hours we'll have haze in your arms which he didn't say haze because we didn't (laughs) tell anyone his name until we saw him so we'll have your baby in your arms in max three hours and you will be able to feed him and we will know that he is being nourished and taken care of and okay well, like to me, that was like a simple decision. Mm. And in that moment, I was like, whatever you need to do to get him out and make sure that he's okay and feed him and take care of him, that is my number one priority. So I walked myself to the emergency room, checked myself in because Rob wasn't with me. They took me up to a room, got me all ready. I had haze within three hours via C-section. And the nurses and the staff were so incredible because I truly think I was in pure shock. I mean, I had just, I was wearing my pajamas because I was that late in my pregnancy where I was like, well, I'm just going to roll out of bed. I'm just going to go, you know? So I had, I hadn't eaten that morning. I, yet I basically was just thinking that this was a normal every day and it it wouldn't, it would, I will remember this day forever. So, um, Rob got there, they wheeled me in, gave me the epidural, cut my tummy open, and Rob said, rearrange all my organs. <laughs> Poor Rob. He accidentally, they like asked him to go 
over to some part of the emergency room and on his way back he glanced over and saw me completely cut oh. open and he said it was just absolutely terrifying i can imagine and um we had a playlist for Hayes, and i sang to him when he came out i sang how wonderful life is mm. now you're in the world and that song will forever be so important to me i'm trying not to cry thinking about <laughs> it but that Surgery, um, I as soon as Hayes came out, and I knew he was okay. I left my body. I remember <laughs> like watching myself from the ceiling. What is going on? And Rob has these pictures of me where you can tell in my eyes that I am not there. I have left. I am gone. So as soon as they they stitch me up, they wheel me into this waiting room, which literally felt like. A part of hell because there's all these women that have just had this traumatic experience and you're not in rooms you're behind curtains yes. so you can hear everyone you can experience everything and so you're just sitting there waiting and Hayes had been taken from me because they were taking him to the um oh what's it called where the baby the NICU mm -hmm. for the for the small babies because Hayes was so tiny and um, I remember laying there by myself because they had Rob go with Hayes. And I just remember being like, what? I felt like I'd been hit by 50 trucks, <laughs> not just one. Like 50,000, if I'm honest. I remember <laughs> looking around, hearing other people's conversations, people screaming, people crying, just being like, where am I? When is Rob coming back? And where's my baby? And I was starving. I was so oh, hungry because I, I hadn't eaten. Mm -hmm. And I, it was just like, uh, that's the one that's the one place I do not ever want to go back again. Which I will, I will. But I remember being like, I got to get out of this place. So Rob finally came back. Well, and this is also during the pandemic. Oh, I had a mask on the whole time. Yes. We weren't allowed to really see mm -hmm. or talk to anybody, mm -hmm. so I could just hear them. And even, like, the nurses would come in for very little time, which, granted, they would they have a lot of patients, so they can't come in for a long time either. But they were also nervous about being with other people. Yes. Because of COVID. Um, and... Hayes was in the NICU, and thank God that we got him taken out because he was underweight, and that's why he had to go there. But that boy started eating from the moment he got out. Mm -hmm. I worked so hard to just be feeding him constantly and trying to get my milk supply up, which I'm very grateful that I did get my milk supply and that it was up and it was enough for Hayes. And um, Rob and I went into our room. Hayes didn't come back for another, gosh, maybe like eight hours. Wow. We would have to go up. It was longer than that, if I'm honest. It was probably more like 12 hours. We would have to go up and visit him. They would wheel me up, or Rob would go up, and we'd try to take these naps in between, terrified, making sure he was okay, but he just kept doing well and passing everything he was supposed to, but that NICU was another place that I would never want to go to again because thank God Hayes was progressing, but there was a lot of babies in that room that that were not, and that was really hard. And seeing them in their little, I think it, you call it an incubator, mm -hmm. sitting there with like no one there. And I know that their parents were coming or had just been, but in that moment I was seeing them, 
you know, and these amazing nurses that just give everything, Mm -hmm. give everything to these babies. Mm -hmm. And, um, we ate all the great hospital food, which surprisingly it was great. (laughs) Rob still dreams about the breakfast tacos. And, um, I was healing from my C-section, which literally some women aren't as impacted from that surgery, but it it really took me down. Like I could barely sit up, let alone stand up, let alone walk. I remember two women, two nurses walked me to the bathroom to pee for the first time after they'd taken my catheter out. And I practically passed out in their arms. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to walk again. Like this, my legs are never coming back. Like this is, this is it for me. Um, because the hormones after your baby comes out will take you some wild and crazy places <laughs> <laughs> wild and crazy places and then the sleep deprivation mm-hmm. so we left that hospital like really excited and terrified and in love and also in pain and um came home my parents so graciously helped us for a very long time because Hayes did not want to sleep. So, um, I mean, I don't, I hate saying it that way. He, I don't know how else you would say it. He didn't sleep. He didn't sleep. No, he was more excited about being awake. He okay? didn't sleep. He wanted to explore so the world. Uh, he would wake us up every, you know, two hours, which is very typical in the beginning. Very typical. And, um, and then people kept telling us, like, it will get better. And it did for a while. He would give us longer stretches. And then we would go back to the two hours. And then he the would give us... sleep regression. Yes. We'd give some, some hours. And we'd go back and all along, like, trying to learn how to breastfeed. Trying to learn how to take care of my scar. Trying to learn how to see myself in this new role. Rob and I see ourselves together in this new role and poor Dolly like <laughs> Dolly's like what just happened so it was it is a mind-blowing experience I mean there's just no way to put it and I think the bravest of brave are the people that go back and do it again <laughs> truly truly which will, be, brave. which will be us hopefully but to like walk through that because mm-hmm. it is very dark. It is very heavy. There's also a ton of light and beauty, but there is a depth to it and a real raw quality of being a parent that is, I mean, and I haven't even experienced it to when they drive mm-hmm. or can make their own decisions or go off to school. But I mean, every day I'm just you know, at some point holding my breath, making sure that he's okay and that he's healthy and counting my blessings that he is. And, um, my biggest struggle with it was for sure my postpartum anxiety and, um, insomnia due to the sleep deprivation. Yeah. I mean, it was so hard on me and I remember thinking like I'm never going to feel like myself again I'm so happy Hayes is here but this is the hardest thing that's ever happened to me I mean it just 
there were days that I felt like I had lost myself. Like I didn't know where I went, but I was not here. And um, I think what's interesting about that is is a lot of people don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. I had heard that it was hard, but I had heard it was hard only in the beginning. So I expected like the first two months to be really hard, mm-hmm. but Hayes didn't sleep for six months. We finally got a sleep trainer. She helped support us with teaching Hayes how to put himself to sleep. And that was something I was really against for forever. I did not want to do that. But at some point, what we were doing wasn't working. He was crying no matter what. So, and I got to my breaking point where I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm losing myself and I'm not happy. And so as soon as we finished with our sleep trainer at six months and Hayes went through it like a pro, our life is back to where it was. Mm -hmm. I feel back to myself. Rob feels back to himself. Hayes is just such a gift and so special and loving and kind and silly and wild and brave and it is a love like I've never known is the most powerful thing the deepest thing I've ever experienced and I had to really find a part of myself that I did not know existed in order to make it through Mm -hmm. like it wasn't just about me anymore it was about Hayes and about Rob and about Dolly (laughs) and um and wow, it it's here we are, ten months. Yes. And you did you just stop breastfeeding? Just stop breastfeeding, yes. So I was breastfeeding Hayes solely for nine months. Well, I wouldn't say solely. I was breastfeeding Hayes with a bottle at night from Rob for nine months. And then I recently started we he Hayes started weaning himself, which I didn't even know that was possible, (laughs) but that is possible because you start to learn that there are no rules with babies and that everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And, um, so now I'm not breastfeeding and I'm able to not be on the clock on the schedule. Yes, there is a schedule, but I'm not, I don't feel a slave to it anymore. Mm -hmm. When you talked about, and I, I have a, as y'all know, I am not a mom yet, and I hope to be one day. But I, you know, you said, you talked about losing a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, you quite literally are giving a part of yourself. Yes. To this baby. Mm-hmm. This baby was made from part of you and part of Rob. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to that, needs you to live. Exactly. <laughs> you know, needs you to survive for a lot of different reasons. You know, food, of course, but there's... You know, the emotional connection, there is the soothing, there is the structure, there is the schedule, there's all of it. So as moms, I just, you know, I think that there are probably a lot of moms out there or people out there that would say, well, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that moms lose a part of themselves when they have a baby. But I also feel that that just might be true. And maybe not for everybody. And not even in a negative connotation, but in a way that like you are actually giving yourself to your baby. And it may not be forever. You may not feel that way forever, like you said, GM. But it is something that like if you are feeling that way, it's because you are. You are exactly. not sleeping. And you are giving. And 
right now, the, the stage that you are with your baby, and I think this is different for all moms, but there is a timeline when it quite literally is not about you. No, it's still not about me. <laughs> and even when I say like I, we feel back to ourselves, we're back to ourselves, yet we have been forever changed. I don't know. I know that mm-hmm. seems like that wouldn't work, <laughs> like both of those things existing at the same time, but that's what it is. Yeah. It is. And really, I mean, it's true. In this household, Hayes is, we are all just adjusting to what he needs. And um, yeah, he's the center of your world. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And it takes something to do that. I think there's so, oh gosh, there could be like a million episodes on this because there's so many things about motherhood. Like one part is th- this new role and what you were talking about, like losing yourself, your identity, your relationship, all of that type of stuff. And then there is um, your body. Like talking about how your body has changed, what your body has gone through. I mean, my body went through a traumatic event. And I would imagine that most women feel that way about mm-hmm. their birth experience. And it is a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot there. And then there's the whole idea of all the things that you're learning and all the things that you have no idea about, still have no idea about. And I remember mm-hmm. people telling me, it's like, I mean, nobody knows these things. And it's true. But in that moment... You have to know. So you have yeah. to listen to your, your gut, your instinct, or people that you trust around you. Um, but, I mean, Hayes, we were de- dealing with tongue ties. We were dealing with his sleep issue. We were de- dealing with acid reflux. We were dealing with, I mean, there's, there's so many things that I did not realize when I was pregnant that could possibly be affecting just like our day-to-day and our breastfeeding journey was one of those things that it came very natural to us, but we still had to work our butts off, Hayes and I together, to really make that happen for him so that he could be nourished and um, grow. So it's, it's just, it's very interesting. It changes, or it has changed me. It's changed my relationships. It's changed... Um, Rob, it changed his relationships. And um, what I was speaking to earlier is that not a lot of people talk about that. And I think that's what makes it so hard is because in the beginning, it almost feels like, am I the only one? I remember thinking like, am I going to be the only one that has a baby that doesn't sleep? Am I the only one? And people would say, don't look, don't Google anything. I was Googling everything, Okay. <laughs> And honestly, the Googling helped me because mm. then I would research. Other women would say, oh my gosh, my baby hasn't been sleeping for three months. I'm like, oh my God, it's not just me. It's not just Haze. And in the, you know, at three in the morning, that gave me some peace. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed. So all I can really say is that it's true. Everybody's journey is different. And I think it's my responsibility as a woman, as a mother, to be honest and truthful about it. And yes, it is the sweetest and best thing that's ever happened to me. And also was extremely difficult and sometimes very dark. And because of that, I want to share that with women. And I want to be able to encourage women that it's um, it really takes something. Mm-hmm. 
and you'll be able to do it. Yes. You were designed for that, but it's going to take something. You just keep swimming, just keep taking one step, one breath at a time. One breath at a time. Uh-huh. And then when you hit that wall, that breaking point, ask for help. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do and ask for help because yes. that is the most important thing. Yes. Well, I cannot imagine, you know, if I sit here and start to think about it, I cannot imagine a how am I want to say this, but like a more permanent life altering event than having a child. Yes. It is life and death, right? It is like those two, the the, the two opposites, right? How we come into this world and then eventually how we leave this world are the two things that are the most life altering than anything else that we do. We get a job, we can get a new job. Mm Mm-hmm. You get a partner, you can get a new partner. Right. I mean, you know, like not to go all the way there, y'all, but it's like really you buy a house, you can sell a house, right? You move to a city, you can go to a new city. But having a child, there is no go like there there just is no there's no other option. Once you have right. that baby, he is yours forever. And that is like Gina Mer saying, just the greatest gift. And it's going to be the greatest transformation for you. Right. Because there is no, there is just nothing else in the world. And that's what I hear from moms. And I've heard from Gina Marie. The first time I came over after she had Haze, she she just looked at me and she is in her glasses, which she doesn't wear all that much because she just had surgery. So she's sitting on the couch with like a diaper on and her glasses and <laughs> adult diapers. And, oh my gosh, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. poor thing. She couldn't move, but she's in the corner and she's got her little baby and... She just starts crying as soon as I came in. And so I start crying. And then Lou Jean's here. Gina Marie's mom. And Lou Jean starts crying. And we're all sitting around crying. Yes. And um, just like, it's just so special. But Gina Marie looked at me and she was like, it is the most special love. And Gina Marie's not a big crier. Like, mm-hmm. you cry, but you, you're, yes. um, you know, she's my Enneagram 8. And she's more fiery yes. is her emotion. And so to see her just so soft and so sweet and so um, just sensitive in that moment. And, and the hormones, you know, she talked, oh, yeah. the hormones, but you. she just, you know, she looked at me and she was like, I can't wait for you to experience this love. Mm-hmm. It is just the greatest love in the world. Oh, it really is. It's and, so good. And it, and it just rocks your world. And so this, this being comes in and Hayes is so special and so sweet <laughs> yet at the same time he transformed you. Oh yeah. And so, you know, and, 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 and in that, you know, Gina Marie, and I see this for myself, is like when I become a mom, you will lose life as it was. Yes. Just like anything else, right? Yes. So there is a loss that goes right alongside with this gain, right? Mm-hmm. This beautiful gain. And every mom I've ever talked to that I know has always shared that it's, it's the greatest gift. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest gift in the world. And these early years, these early months, these early times are some of the hardest times. Mm-hmm. And then like Gina Marie and I talked about today. And then, you know what's the greatest gift? Your brain was designed to forget it. Mm-hmm. Quite literally, biologically, your brain was designed to forget it. So you have a second one. Okay? Yeah. That, <laughs> that is really? evolution. Really? I know. And so, like, through all of this is what, what at least what Gina Marie's talked to me. Because I'm, I'm prepping. I'm trying to prepare myself, y'all. Okay? Yes. This is my hopeful future, my dream of a future, and I know I can never prepare myself fully. 
but as remembering, uh, you know, and you're going through hard times that, that it won't be like this forever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful reminder for anybody, whether you're a new mom or not, is that any time that we're going through hard times, it, it, it may last a while, yet it won't be forever. Right. That everything in life is always in flux and movement and flow, and, and we go through seasons. Mm-hmm. And we were designed and built to navigate whatever it is that we're going through in life. Yes. And motherhood, as I have witnessed it, and my friends, and my family, and the people in my life, really just brings out the strength the courage and just the incredible amount of love and heart that women have and that men have when they become dads. Yes. And, um, and it just reminds me that all of us were built with a whole lot of resilience. Right. Absolutely. And it is seasons, just like you said. And, um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to to say all of this story without the support of Rob, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rob was just right there by my side, do everything. And it, it tested us at times just because we were both so tired and exhausted. And yet coming through the other side is, I just, there is no one else I'd rather be doing this with. I just trust Rob a hundred percent. And knowing that Hayes is going to carry on Rob's goodness and just all of the things I love about him is there's nothing else I can ask for Mm. it's just it's so sweet to watch and I really believe that Hayes is healing the both of us individually and um and just very exciting I also want to say I also want to say that some, I'm sure some people listening have had a lot of pain and heartache around this topic. And so I also don't want to dismiss that or look over that. And, um, and I really want to be gentle with this topic. So if you are, we should put a trigger on this before we send it to mm-hmm. on our, on our Instagram post is if you're somebody that's in the throes of going through whatever it is that you're going through to want to become a parent, yes. um, we're thinking about you, mm-hmm. sending you lots of love and prayers, and um, thank you for listening to this. Yeah. There is, through all of this, and Gina Maria said this a couple of times, but each, each woman's journey is different mm-hmm. is unique and they all need they all deserve to be heard mm-hmm. each parent's journey each couple's journey each child's journey mm-hmm. and um and and we understand that there are some of you that um are, are out there and, and it's a journey even just trying to conceive yes trying to get pregnant and then going through pregnancies and having heartbreak and grief and loss during pregnancy and um and it is, it is a journey. And so if you're out there and you're going through, like you said, January, sad times or dark times, whether you mm-hmm. have a baby or not, mm-hmm. you know, wherever you are, we do send y'all a lot of love and a lot of prayers. And, um, you know, we're just here loving y'all mm-hmm. and loving each other and trying to love ourselves better and better every day, the best we can. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, 
definitely sisterhood and that's the kind of women that that we are so we support you through it all and thank you for listening to my story mm-hmm. I, can't, a long time I can't believe that we're here and that I'm able to sit here I had a good night's sleep last <laughs> night I'm able to rest with Dolly during the day so mm. well we love you we love and you guys. And we'll be back at some point. <laughs> at some point. Some, don't put us on a schedule, okay? We'll be back at some point. Y'all know where to find us. We love y'all. Bye! Bye!